0: This is Off the Break Podcast, presented by Silver Screen Insider.
1: Welcome back to Off the Break Podcast. I'm Cody, and with me are Kyle and Ken. Hello. <laughs> Hi, guys. How's it going? Oh, it's
2: going fine.
1: Yeah. You've added masks to your. Uh... On
2: daily ensembles. Yep, yep. Uh, Came along with the gloves, finally decided to put the mask on.
0: Yeah, Uh, I'm just so glad to see another adult human face-to-face. I thought (laughs)
2: thought your beard was your mask. Uh, It hasn't grown to that full length yet. He's been trimming.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, we've got a lot to talk about this week, surprisingly, even though there are still no movies playing in theaters. There's just a lot happening in our industry, which... We're on the top of right now.
2: A lot of question marks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A lot of weird technology trying to come in and change things up under the disguise of helping. (laughs) But we'll get into that. And, guys, everybody listening, I finally watched Seenie in the Rain.
2: You did what? I know.
1: I watched (laughs) it last night. Only
0: because somebody reminded her at like 9 o'clock last night, hey, (laughs) by the way, you got to knock this thing out.
1: And I did it. I did it. So I will be getting to my review of that later in the episode.
0: And on your podcast. past due punishment of... Ugh, I
1: don't <laughs> want to.
0: Live on the podcast, Cody oh. is going to be watching the first three minutes of the critically acclaimed top five AFI movie of all time, Good Goodfellas. I'm very excited. I'm going to narrate
1: it. B- basically <laughs> what, just reacting yeah. like
2: live.
0: Narrating, nice. reacting. Yep. I, Kyle and I were discussing before the podcast whether or not Cody was going to be intrigued to watch the next two and a half hours of this. <laughs> Probably was not. Like, oh my gosh, what, what happens next? <laughs> what stone have they left unturned for me? <laughs> no.
1: Well, let's get into the news. This is <laughs> as exciting as that's gonna be,
0: I only want to talk about that. <laughs> <I know. laughs> well, sorry, Ken,
1: you
2: have to talk about the rest of this stuff with us. Can you tell
1: we've been like sequestered in a house too long together? And the only time we got out, we came to the office together. And I have to,
2: <laughs> and I have to be along for the ride with this. Right. It'll be <laughs> quite we interesting. We updated <laughs> our
1: setup so that Kyle has the recommended six feet of personal bubble space around him
2: they were very kind to do so
1: yeah
0: we're bringing in kyle's significant other next week to see
2: yeah that would be a fun uh, episode Silver screen insider couples therapy strange (laughs) but interesting dynamic that would be really fun yeah i want to ask her
1: so many questions It's kind of like outside the
2: office. So while Let's you're dating deep Dive. Him, why?
0: <laughs> what do <laughs> you, you think? What do you think he's like inside the office? Yeah. <laughs> just a wild man.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's so different. Maybe he's like Goldberg's where he just goes home, drop trousers, and then he's like there on the couch. <laughs>
2: I mean, with this quarantine happening, that's about right. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> Is there anybody not doing that? There's probably weird
2: people in quarantine that still wear jeans. Yeah, you know. Ugh, Ugh.
1: I wore jeans today. Well, yeah, but you're...
2: you like were out in the bow within right. like safety parameters and all that. Yeah, I was like I'm in going the, the home, office. Though,
1: you know, there's someone should... in
2: home that is still comfortable in jeans.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, I was and like, I'm weird. going to the office. I should put on big girl pants. <laughs> Some,
0: somebody that's put on a collared shirt when they get out of bed in the morning. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Our four year old son decided to put on a collared shirt today. Usually he wears one to school. I think he felt like he needed it today. Yeah,
2: just for for <laughs> he some familiarity. So
1: handsome! <laughs> just to be at home. <laughs> well,
2: babe, you can look good uh, outside the home.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's got good. Little dresser. Okay, nice. so COVID nineteen. What we know so far. How has the virus affected the release schedule? This week.
2: Well, it's thinned out even more. <laughs>
1: yep. So latest moves include SpongeBob um movie moving to August seventh. So not a huge move and not taken completely off the release schedule. So yeah, that's just good. a week back. Um Infinite moved to May twenty eighth. And yeah. so that's pretty good. That's- May
0: twenty eighth, twenty one.
1: Oh 2021
0: oh, you We print, should bold you, that you I'm print, very optimistic You printed this I know
2: I'm so optimistic <laughs> I sent it to you Like two days in advance <laughs> please,
0: please comment just, On our uh, Facebook page Who is the Cody In your life That can read something That can write And comprehend. read something Out loud And then not comprehend It at all <laughs>
1: No, it's just I think it's a mental block. Like I really don't want to see the year 2021 at all. I just want these movies at to this stay point, in 2020. I would
2: gladly skip this year to go into 2021.
1: Okay, Soul <laughs> moved to November 20th, which we Tw- kind of 2020. 2020. Yeah, this sure? year, Optimistic. this Thanksgiving.
2: Optimistic.
1: Rhea and the Dragon moved to March of 2021 because it was on the Thanksgiving weekend, so yeah. that makes sense. So we haven't, had, much it
0: took we haven't had anything on that other than title art, have we? No,
1: they no. haven't done anything. Mm-mm, but okay. Disney is pretty notorious to not get too much stuff, um, publicity stills, one sheets, that sort of thing until much, much closer to the release Just date. It like, was early I for I like it. to
0: hope they used all of their dragon energy taking it out of Mulan and they put two movies worth of dragons into this one movie. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> and then um, we found out, I think today, that Bad Trip is going to Video On Demand. It was supposed to come out this week, right? For, uh,
0: the national release date theatrically was today, Yeah, but they moved it not only to vod but vod rental so you can get the movie for six bucks today
1: oh that's cheap vod not even
0: no no it premium. wasn't it wasn't going to be a big opener i mean five to six million would have been a big opening weekend for it yeah but it even going to six dollar vod is very surprising
2: and roadside attraction had a movie coming out today called the secret with katie holmes and i believe that oh. did get pulled
1: Did that get pulled as well? I figured that... Like, there was no news
2: about it, but I'm pretty sure it got pulled.
1: That's going to be a good, um, bigger film for Roadside, and so it's probably good that they pulled it. That's going to fill that faith and family audience Mm -hmm. really well.
0: We love all the people at Roadside, but bigger and Roadside do not belong in the same sentence. (laughs) No,
1: that is true. (laughs) That is true. They need some help. Um, With love. (laughs) so, So, yeah, anything else that... Changes in the release schedule right now.
2: No, that was I about have, all I saw.
1: I have um, three thirteen. No new movies till five twenty nine. With a twenty four, maybe the Green Knight. We just don't know what a twenty four yet is doing with that.
0: A twenty four doesn't know what a twenty four is doing no. with that yet.
2: I um, wonder if since they have a deal with um, Apple TV Plus or whatever that service is well, called, I, have, I wonder if the Green Knight will be put on there.
1: That's probably why they haven't taken it off yet similar to what the other film companies have done when they went VOD. They didn't want to say they were going VOD yeah. this early, so they'll get to the to it. Mm-hmm. And then there's um Fatal and Staten Island from Universal. So right now the realistically the, the next big film that may jumpstart the box office again is Tenet on seven seventeen. So July seventeenth we're looking at Tenet. Yeah. Christopher Nolan to the rescue.
2: Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh,
0: Ken's crystal ball from last week is looking pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> but this could be the biggest Christopher Nolan movie we've ever seen. People are hungry for some entertainment. And with Christopher Nolan on top of that, oh yeah. John David Washington takes the torch from his father and runs with it.
2: <laughs> and then move on. So. Yeah, that dragon power, right? Lack Again. of dragon power. Lack
0: of
1: dragon power. <laughs> So, yeah, that's your update for the release schedule. You know, we'll try to stay on top of it as best I can. And I still recommend everybody go and download a scoreboard every other day to see, you know, where stuff has been placed. Because that gets updated as soon as we know, it automatically.
0: Available only at...
1: Silverscreeninsider.com
0: For the low, low price of... $25 a month. Yep. (laughs) We, we 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 have a routine we planned this out <laughs>
1: okay
0: dun, 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 dun.
1: so <laughs> i, I kind of alluded to earlier in the podcast that you know as theaters have closed traditional movie going has ceased to exist there has been this technology trying to come in and alter the industry trying to fill that void and It's taken on different forms, virtual cinema, premium video on demand. Lionsgate is getting into the foray, which I think, you know, I'm not always very positive about Lionsgate and some of their practices, but I kind of like this idea. They're going to hold free streaming movies on YouTube every Friday. They're going to be hosted by Jamie Lee Curtis They're set series. They kind of have a theme with each one. Jamie
0: Lee Curtis. So we're going to get to see Knives Out for free on YouTube?
1: Not Knives Out. We're going to see... But
0: she was in that, and it was a Lionsgate movie, and that's...
1: And she probably has to do some promotion <laughs> still
2: for some of those, so here we go. She skipped out on the tour.
1: Yeah. So they're going to team with um, go YouTube, and NATO, and basically they're going to offer these for free, so you can go to the YouTube page and wa- watch the the series, and then they're going to be requesting throughout the series donations, and any donation that you... Um, give will go to the will rogers motion picture pioneers foundation and and through this foundation it's how nato is providing financial assistance to theater employees that have been furloughed or have lost their jobs because of the virus so i and will rogers is a great a great organization they do a lot of um, charitable work so it's it's a good one to go through
0: that sounds like a great idea which yeah. jamie lee curtis movies are they going to be showing <laughs> we'll see.
1: she in any of these
0: I don't believe so. <laughs> I don't,
1: let's see. One of the things was Hunger Games trilogy, Dirty Dancing, La La Land, John Wick. I think they had like a I think they had different themes. One was the Hunger Games kind of theme, which they had a lot of those movies. And then another one was Acclaim and I think they had like La La Land and a few of their other Academy Award winning movies. And then I think they had a action one, maybe? When the, they had John They only Wick have John Wick
2: for action, so it must be all the john wick movies maybe <laughs> those were the only four that yeah. i kept seeing that they were mentioning
1: yeah so
0: there's not a better tie-in than jamie lee curtis
1: i, no, <laughs> no I don't in. know why you keep bringing her up i, I love jamie lee curtis she could just talk to any, me about anything she
0: couldn't talk to you about anything i
1: would listen to her
0: she's she seems excellent. very excellent you loved her uh yogurt commercials
1: yeah <laughs> Yeah, I'm very regular now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis is relatable. <laughs>
2: no, she... W- and a badass. Was I don't know if
0: it w- She is, but she's not in any... Uh, like, why would not you pick somebody from the movie right. to introduce the movie? So, yeah.
2: But you got to admit, though, like, hearing Jamie Lee Curtis as the host, you had to have been like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah. This is a real thing. Because that was me. I was <laughs> right. like, it's weird that Knives Out isn't on here, but Jamie Lee Curtis hosting is pretty cool.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, she was at um, CinemaCon... Not last year, but I think the year before when they were doing Halloween, the reboot. And she came on stage and talked and they're just, I've said it before, there is a difference between true movie stars and people that have been in the industry and feel really comfortable and come out on stage and just really command the stage. And just, I don't want to say newbies, but there's just people that are empty vessels. Yeah. And with very little personality. And she definitely came in and just... Worked the room and it was really fun to watch her on stage. So yeah. she gets an A plus in my book.
2: No, same here. Like as weird <laughs> as it is, as not Knives Out as one of these movies, which I'm sure yeah. will eventually happen, but right. it's a good it's a good idea to get someone like Curtis well, to I, like really get people excited. For I think
1: this. they're making enough money on the VODs uh, and the rentals of Knives Out. They don't want to give it away for free. It's probably yeah, why. that's
2: probably true. They just put it out on VOD. Yep.
1: Yeah speaking of that there's been a couple new developments so that one we like that's a good charitable yeah, one agreed. that makes sense it's free or not you know you're purely giving donations which is nice and you get a little bit of extra viewing these things um viewing these films night. yeah it's like a movie night marathon type from of thing. a
2: studio that actually wants to give like a f- technically a free movie night but it's for right. a good cause
1: yeah so i, I like that one um another thing that made the news was that i don't know if our listeners remember screening room it popped up a couple years ago as um, the founder of napster was trying to get into the movie screening business and the whole idea is that you would have this box in your home and you could um, download movies as they came out in theaters. So the night it opened nationally, you'd be able to for a premium price of, I think it was between 50 and $75 depending upon the film, the film, you could watch it in your home. So home theater, but it was all very secure because they had this box and all that. And there was obvious, obvious, huge backlash then. And they were kind of ridiculed rightly so. And, um, of sent packing at the moment well they're making a resurgence now <laughs> and oh i think a former sony executive is now the new ceo and they're you know pushing their their in-home theatrical viewing now their premium vod which the, i think they're going to get a lot more traction this this go around because people are doing premium vod under exceptional circumstances and so we still really don't know how this is going to play out down the road When when theaters across the country are back open how many customers want to watch a premium VOD movie rather than going to the theater that's yet to be determined but this gives it more credence and and they made the announcement at a time again when theaters are down so we'll have to watch out for screening room although it's not called that anymore I think it's um they they did they re are rebranding it to something else, but I can't remember. I don't have it written down right
0: in front of me. What <laughs> it is? Screenster.
1: A screenster. They should have just called it that. <laughs> that's <laughs> better than screening room.
0: That's why I make the big bucks. You
1: are. I think it's like SR something, SR plus or something
2: like that. Everyone is going for the plus game yeah. now.
1: Yeah. Um. I just, so.
2: that's just weird though. Like even though at this weird time, like it makes sense to want to jump on board, but. Great. I don't think people still want to pay a premium price, which is probably like a steep price for a movie, you well, know, even now, at their homes.
1: Uh, my worry now is that back when they first brought up Screening Room, it was a pretty substantial price. It was almost cost prohibited for most people. Um, and, it, and so that was the kind of the only real thing it was going for it was it wasn't as threatening because it was cost prohibited. Now Sony has, or universal has gone out with a $20 premium VOD number and we'll get into supposedly how well their weekend went with that in here in a little bit. But, um, if the mar- benchmark is set at the $20 mark, I feel like that's way more threatening to theaters because for 20 bucks, that's like a whole family going to the theater. And yeah, that's true and so that in
0: some markets that's one person going to a theater yeah Yeah. some markets
1: that's one person other markets that's the whole family and i just think that that cost comparative of uh, at that entry point makes it more desirable maybe for the consumer than it would at the 50 dollar mark because i think people now are getting are, are starting to get trained to that cost number like like I, they're getting comfortable with a $20 mark. Yeah. And um and we don't want them comfortable with that in home. <laughs> <So laughs> want to make say. them feel like they get more experience <laughs> at that mark. So we'll just have to see uh, it's not so much if they can afford it, it's what they're comfortable paying and how they justify it that moving forward. It's hard to justify 50 to, or more dollars for a 48 hour rental. It's a lot easier when it's like 20 bucks. So,
2: yeah. Yeah. I guess that would make sense then. Hmm. Okay.
0: Yeah. Speaking of Universal's garbage policies and pricing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trolls did well for its opening weekend. Um, we don't
1: have. Firm numbers.
0: Expectations are between thirty and possibly up to fifty million that we've seen so far. He
1: basically said that it was ten times higher than Jurassic World, and Jurassic World did. And
0: this is Trolls' VOD
2: right. release for that first for the week we- for the first Direct? weekend. Okay.
1: Yeah, and in Jurassic World, they think did between two million and three million dollars when it came out VOD, mm-hmm. and they had ten times higher. You can extrapolate that it might be twenty million to thirty million dollars now. <laughs> The thing with this is it makes for amazing headlines. You're like, whoa, oh no, it did so well. Oh my gosh. It was smooth move on Universal's part. Goodbye theaters. Yeah. But (laughs) you know, the, one of the biggest openings on premium VOD of all time was Avengers and it did 30 million. But I think what we failed to realize at that point was that it had had a huge theatrical run. It made hundreds of millions of dollars
2: Mm.
1: so 30 million dollars was like a nice little bump like oh yeah little shot in the arm and same with jurassic world jurassic world was a billion dollar movie and worldwide and then it went to vod and then it made two to three million dollars which was a nice little shot in the arm for the company and it's good because they keep more percent while they may get like 60 percent of the box office they get I think 80% or so of the VOD rentals. So, or more. So it, it is a little shot, but if you think that the film may cost a hundred million dollars, maybe a little bit more with marketing and then you've only made 30 your opening weekend. I don't know. And, and in That's a 48-hour... And I don't know no. how many people will go back and rent it multiple times. Mm-hmm. Once you've spent the 20 and you only had it and watched it five times in your 48 hours. I don't know if there's much incentive to go keep renting it at mm-hmm. that point. Then um, I think it was a good... Uh, could be a good experiment it did show that under these extraordinary circumstances where everybody's stuck at home and there are literally no other life distractions around (laughs) jobs or school or anything yeah people people tuned in yeah but i don't know if we can really take away that this was some kind of major industry changing you know success at that point
2: and I, think, from it. and I think other studios seem to realize that as well. Like, I'm not seeing further headlines being like, oh, now tenants going to be on VOD doing right. the same as Trolls. Like, no. I mean, they think like those numbers are good, but theater numbers are even better.
1: I think that their whole financial model at the studio still require theatrical exhibition. Yeah. They still get a big chunk. And as studies have shown, and we'll talk about another study that just came out that showed that the longer the theatrical window... And the longer a movie plays in in theaters, the better it streams down the road and Mm -hmm. the more revenue can be generated from that. So the ecosystem, I think, will be slightly different moving forward. I've always said that streaming um, will not fundamentally alter our industry, but will change the um, quality of product you see and the amount of product you see in the theater. And I think... This Trolls VOD just shows that there are certain films that they're, that just don't really work theatrically or don't quite make sense theatrically anymore that will go straight to VOD moving forward or, there, or each studio's streaming service. So um, how this really will impact theaters down the road, I don't think you're going to get a simultaneous VOD theatrical on a lot of big ones. I, if they want it to be a $500 million film, they're going to need exclusivity in theaters for that to be achievable. Um, but how many of those tentpole films are going to ha- come along each week, I think remains to be seen. I think you're, you may just be harder and harder to fill multiple screens moving forward. I yeah. think, I think that's where the real change is going to be is just finding enough good films each week to fill 15 to 20 screens <laughs> at these some of these huge ma- multiplexes. I think if you're a smaller exhibitor, maybe under 10 screens, you're probably better positioned for the product moving forward.
0: Yeah, depending on how the setup works, you know, it may be it may be possible that if you have social distancing guidelines in place that you need 12 screens right. to open a big movie. Yeah. You may need 10 screens to open 10 it on Right. Like that's entirely possible. If you cut a th- two-thirds of yeah. your seats out, you may have to blow out with a, right. with a temple of Wonder you may, Woman. You may be yeah, you a 20-plex okay. that has 14 screens of Wonder Woman, which is crazy to think.
1: Right. But it might be—we don't know how the social distancing policies are going to affect theaters when they reopen. If they limit, say, group sizes to 50 patrons and you have to have every other seat available for the six-foot radius, I mean— they're, you may need multiple screens just to show the few films that are trickling in. And so it might balance itself out down the road.
0: Yeah. Your per capitas look better too. If you have all of your seats closed, <laughs> I guess we, we sold 85% of our seats yeah. this week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there were four people in, but good, we, we, we killed good. it.
2: Yeah.
1: So I wonder if this will change the trend to that. We had been seeing of, you know, smaller auditoriums. I don't, I don't think so. I think the, the, big recliners gave people more space it almost gave that six foot radius i think you know the smaller auditorium people that were starting to convert to that are probably going to be okay and you're probably not going to have the 100 percent occupancy or close to it that you had before but hopefully that changes as we get to christmas and like thanksgiving christmas the holiday corridor hopefully you can Social distancing won't be as big of an issue by then, but who knows? You hear so many conflicting things about about what this virus is going to do and if it makes a resurgence.
0: Nope, but have your location prepared. This mm-hmm. means offering um, hand sanitizer, gloves, and masks for anybody that comes in. Make right. them feel comfortable. Give them Employed, the option.
1: Employees, gloves, and masks. Maybe even think about... You know, investing in cloth masks for employees that you can sanitize that have your theater branding on is, like, uniform moving
2: forward. Weird. That's a weird thought to think of, but you're right, right though. <laughs> like, that might be a reality that we have to do once we reopen <laughs> maybe that just get, for a little while. Those
1: sort of health th- things with the uniform, the hand, those things will get a theater open down the road. Maybe that's how... How you get open as
2: you put those practices into, into the concessions. It certainly can make people more comfortable, mm-hmm. which is what they'll be looking for anyway for like theater seating. Right. <laughs> and
1: I mean, nobody is uncomfortable with somebody handling your food having a mask. I mean, that's never feel weird about that, so yeah. I don't.
0: Maybe before, but not now. Right. <laughs> Maybe Definitely before you're like, why now. is this guy wearing a mask? How spicy are these chicken wings? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe you can get As fun. As for medium.
1: Maybe you can even, like, get fun masks. Maybe it doesn't have to be, like, cloth, like, surgical-looking masks. Maybe you can have fun, like, ski mask-type, um, you know, stuff with branding on it, with fun pictures on the front. I've seen a woman going around in a Buzz Lightyear helmet, and I'm like, would be That's pretty great. hilarious to see
2: well doesn't tenet have uh like john david washington wearing like a mask of some kind yeah, like warner, kind bros. Mask yeah, like warner bros yeah like warner bros give that to theater employees right and like sell them uh, to people oh as gosh, well you'll the make marketing on this ones.
0: everybody it's... in your theater just wearing the mask from scream <laughs> like make <everybody> super <laughs> yeah, uncomfortable that
1: would make me uncomfortable <laughs>
0: One out of every 10 people just gets grabbed randomly from behind.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Texas Chainsaw Masker, the skin mask.
0: (laughs) Yeah, ew, is right. There's
1: uh, plenty of um, notable movie masks to be wearing. Horror
2: fanatics would go crazy if that was some screening. That would be awesome.
1: (laughs) No, I mean, we just might have to look at.
0: Skin mask. Thanks for going extreme, Cody. (laughs) Sorry. A mask made of human skin? No.
1: You know what I mean. That mask, though, where he. But obviously, it would be fake. It would be plastic. <laughs> yeah.
0: They were all tested. <laughs> they were washed ahead of time. God.
1: My favorite mask I've been donning recently is a Stormtrooper fabric mask. I love it.
2: That one's pretty great.
1: Yeah. Just FYI. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah. So, I don't know what the big chains are going to do. It'll be interesting. We have heard some rumblings at cinemark maybe the first major movie theater chain to open probably at beginning of july so yeah
0: looking at july 1st uh furloughed another seventeen thousand people and uh, half their corporate staff so yeah july 1st everything's everything's (laughs) moving forward
1: everybody back july 1st but I have a nice know. summer least, guys yeah at least it's like a hopeful date on the horizon and realistically with no major releases till the end middle to end of july i can't see the major chains opening any sooner than that because what are they going to play and it's the it's the big question for anybody that's looking to open in may or june what are you what product are you going to have that people haven't watched one billion times at home already so
2: yeah i think cinemark is at least before Tenant comes out, they're just going right. to be planning on uh, having like leg- legacy films, like right. I don't know, probably old movie classics or whatever. But yeah. it, even still, that's good for like a short window, but not for like you know, the month of May, the month of June. Right. Like, that's not suitable.
1: It's probably not going to work, yeah. long-term planning. But it gets you back, it gets the staff back, and it gets everybody kind of on the same page moving forward. Mm-hmm. So and we're seeing that AMC is looking for some – Investment capital.
0: Yeah, just a, a small pittance. Uh, $500 million, I think, is look like what they were trying to raise. Pocket change. Whoa.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I just can't imagine that they can't get that money from China. I mean, I think that that's probably where that's going to come from. I can't imagine anybody swooping in to save them now.
0: No, there's going to be some... Uh, one hundred percent bat-free soup. That's going to be for sale, and that's gonna <laughs> that's gonna be what's going to raise the funds for them.
1: Well, we'll see how that how that changes. Because can AMC get open if they don't have capital? Like if they don't have liquidity? To, Not all of them. Yeah, just the their major there a few locations. So it might be an opportunity if you're in a competitive zone with an AMC. Just keep an eye on on that and see what happens. You may have an opportunity to at least be open a little sooner than them and have some
0: exclusive There's no corporate structure, so it's time to get excited, pay attention, Mm -hmm. do what you have to do to get open because you have the ability to be not only the only show in town, but when the AMC opens, you were the first show in town. Right.
1: Yeah. No, there's going to be a short window there where it makes sense to maybe be open a little earlier, playing, like we said, legacy films, kids' movies, Maybe even independent art stuff that's already on VOD that people maybe wouldn't have found otherwise on the glut of films available on VOD and and streaming right now. So I think there's going to be a combination of those three types of movies that'll get people open. Um and get them them back there. I think you need to take the time to market. Have a definitely a firm date when you when you think you're going to be able to be open and when that firms up more just pound the marketing, let people know, you know, get them excited, get them back in there
0: and have real discussions with county health officials. Yeah, you that's, need to is, really That's what they're there for. Right. So get out there whether it's by email or phone, start contacting them. If you haven't already, do it now start bridging that gap like I have a movie theater I have an independent small business what are you
1: going to need from me so I can get open what are the restrictions going to be I
0: have masks I have policies in place I have hand sanitizer I'm willing to close x amount of seats yeah I'll
1: these will be my hours of operation maybe I'm not open all the time so but I think it behooves anybody to go to their local county health city health where you know and and start on the local level because I think just because your state may open or roll back restrictions doesn't mean that whatever the virus is doing locally in your county that you're you're going to be able to do it or that you're not going to also have additional restrictions and you don't want to get caught off guard by those when you're you know invested so much to try to reopen. So as we toast talked about streaming and what's on streaming channels and VOD and all that um you know everybody's super worried that this is a game changer for our industry that this that movie going as we know it will never be the same but um there was a a recent study come out from Ernest and Young that said shorter theatrical windows reduce home video revenue and you know it's just what we've talked about a lot in when we've speculated about how streaming is going to affect um, theatrical exhibition is that you've got so many options when you go to Netflix or you go to prime and, and it's just really hard to make a cognitive decision and take that risk that you think that the value in that film is there. And when I click on it, if you don't in the back of your mind be like, well, they put it in theater, so it must be good. I, I don't see how streaming sites can overcome that simple logic like if I saw it in the theater if I saw it on a billboard there's a certain level of quality there and I'm going to take more chances on that so I think that's a saving grace for theaters I think it shows that they're important and to the overall um, industry and ecosystem of view of media viewing and I think the more and more studies come out, we'll just keep proving that.
2: Yeah, especially these kind of uh, this kind of research that's being commissioned by NATO. Like it's just been mm-hmm. saying what we've been saying even before these, you know, ideas right. have been coming out is that, you know, the p- movies and theaters, people are still interested in those because they think those are the highest of quality, whereas when you go to netflix or prime like you were saying like it's just oodles upon oodles of like all these different sorts of movies that you don't quite know of but you just have heard of these other ones right. that were originally in theaters. so why not check those out that you've heard of instead of going out on a whim and maybe just seeing a bad movie
1: yeah even though you are stuck at home and it didn't cost you anything i think people still don't want to waste their time yeah and um even though they have a lot of time right now to waste, they still <laughs> they still want to...
2: It's still important.
1: Yeah, it's still important. <laughs> they still don't want to waste their time. They want to know that there's going to be a certain level. We're all looking for ways, cheating ways to make decisions in quick moments. And when you're thumbing through a screen, if you can recognize anything marketing-wise that it had played in theaters, you're just more likely to click on it.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, Netflix doesn't do television ads. Hulu does ads on Hulu, where it doesn't cost anything. Yep, you'll see them randomly, sporadically on broadcast television. But it's they advertise on their own platforms. So unless you're there, you're not seeing it. But if you're going to watch the Super Bowl, if you're going to watch a Mm -hmm. live event, these films are promoted.
1: Yep, and you're just you may not neatly fall in one of their targeting algorithms. So I, the way that. Um, movies are marketed theatrically it's still blanket marketing they still have big swaths and of the country getting marketed to at the same time it's not so targeted and I think that still helps people in the back of their mind they will have seen an image of this more likely than they would have if they had just been on the Netflix app and only seen the Netflix yeah. stuff
2: more likely to see it when it's more widespread
1: yeah because when you're on the app, the algorithms change what you're seeing. And so you kind of get d- pushed down into a tunnel of an echo chamber of the same content.
2: Yeah. Oh, oh
1: no.
0: Cody's oh, no. looking no. For tired, anything Cody. Um,
1: <laughs> let's see. We talked about COVID. We talked about Lionsgate, <laughs> trolls, um, Cinemark reopening, screening room.
0: Man,
2: we've gone through it all, Cody. There's nothing else to talk about.
1: No, okay.
2: It's Goodfellas punishment time. No,
1: it's let's talk about Seeing in the Rain.
2: No, Actually, well, fair, okay. all right, fair enough.
0: We'll start. We'll start with let's your start review. With- Kay. Of Singing in the Rain, no spoilers, just kidding <laughs> Then we're going to look at so, the AFI, so many the AFI Top 100 list Kay. Now you get to pick a film from 6 through 10 that you haven't seen yet oh. And oh, man. then we will end the episode with the Goodfellas live reaction from Cody <laughs>
1: You've just been waiting for this
0: I have been waiting so long for this I'm so glad I came up with this idea Patting myself on the back
1: It's ways to torture your wife <laughs>
2: needle or yep, absolutely there's, there's a little part of that traitor.
0: <laughs> so please take a look at the afi list uh, we'll post it on our facebook page so you guys can take a look and see what cody's see what the best option for her is also i want to thank carly scott mike and Nikki schwartz and trevor shiner for liking our last podcast post yeah uh, keep liking keep commenting we want to see comments for movies that cody needs to see <laughs> to expand her world view
1: Oh. Boy All in the right. striped
0: pajamas. Here we go. No.
1: Oh, okay. Scene in the rain. Um, yeah. I thought I had seen this back in high school, but I didn't remember any of it except really? for the iconic scene in the rain, like where he's actually.
0: It's on the poster. You don't remember anything. I remembered
1: that sequence. I don't remember anything
2: else. Okay. So moving on. At least you remembered a sequence. It was. That longer they than show
0: on a Time Life <laughs> <Stop> videos. It. <laughs> I, it's a sequence. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it was longer than I thought it should have been. I got. I'm not into musicals as much, so some of the dancing numbers went a little long for me. Um, I don't usually like older films either. It's just a acting aesthetic. Um, I do like. I think they. Sp- speak better. I think that they have better a lot better um, vocabulary in their dialogue. It just
2: different I, times. Yeah, I enjoyed
1: <laughs> that, but I also think it's like kind of fake acting. There's definitely a facade, not too much emotional range, and that's just this kind of like sweet candy like hee hee we're all happy and we're not really upset. But I don't know. It was just it, I I just don't like old movies. So <laughs>
2: well good thing we're making you watch old know, movies then I know
1: I mean they're not <laughs> terrible I, I, and I did enjoy There were, I very much enjoyed parts of it um, and it was cute and I loved the girl that Lena Lamont that with her high pitch squeaky oh, she's east coast fantastic. voice she uh, <laughs> She was I think my favorite part in it yeah
2: she's hilarious
1: Um, and Gene Kelly is very handsome and naturally yeah, I could see that chiseled chin. I was like, I can see why he was always like a leading actor back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was it was cute. It was a it was really funny. It starts out with a premiere at a at a silent film premiere. But the premieres are like the exact same as they are today. They come up in their fancy cars. They're wearing their fancy clothes. Mm-hmm. People are screaming pictures. Every Some commentators commenting on the red carpet. And it's just like, oh, things have not changed in, you know, 80 years. The it's more just,
0: things change, the more they stay exactly the same. Exactly
1: the <laughs> same. And I know that they were um, spoofing that part of the industry a little bit. Yeah. making Kind of making fun of itself. And it's like, oh. That still happens today, just like that. But
2: it, and that's why it holds up so well.
1: <laughs> that part actually d- really did, yeah, hold up really well. I thought it was kind of interesting to see some of the differences in the time, like when they were in their kitchen, kitchen doing the good morning sequence. Mm-hmm. They ha- had a fridge, but it was just an icebox, right? And they w- sat at a table, and they were having late dinner, and it was just sandwiches with milk. <laughs> <I'm> like you. <"Ew." laughs> Uh, again
2: different time yeah
1: yeah so
2: i'm just at least happy that you finally got around to i
1: watching. just wish it wasn't so long like i have to admit which is I ha- it's I had not to, a long movie it is though. it was like it should be like minutes it's not 80 minutes it's like two hours and it two, was
0: an hour and 42 minutes <laughs> oh my gosh you complain
1: it felt like <laughs> two and, and a half just, hours it flew by and when
0: and i saw it that's for sure
1: i had to fast forward through some of the dance sequences because they went
2: on so long those are like the best parts oh did that, you fast forward through make him laugh
1: no that part i that's did a like great, the make him laugh one, one i did like okay good good, good morning i had to f- <laughs> fast forward through the see the huge sequence near the end when he's telling the the head of the studio about the modern um one where it's like i
2: don't know the point of it is the cross, but it does drag. I'll give you oh
1: that one. Oh, my gosh.
2: I'll give you that one. It just goes
1: on and on. And
2: I was like, fast forward, fast forward, I was really forward. nervous he just fast forward through Make Him Laugh because that's my favorite. That's oh, my favorite that one's
1: one. really cute. Yeah. That's cute that that's it's your great. favorite. I don't know what my favorite would be. That guy that did the Make Him Laugh, though, he was very slapstick, mm-hmm. l- really athletic, a lot of energy with him. So he well, was
2: fun to watch. It's just funny because, like, it's – Obviously, like he was smoking two packs a day or whatever, and like he had to do that sequence like twice. Like it was just all done by himself, like just all. And it looks like it's just crazy. It's just just a crazy sequence. It
1: almost looks like all in one take because it never leaves him, and he goes through, and it's been choreographed. I don't believe he stops. Yeah, Yeah. I don't believe
2: he stops until he actually stops.
1: That that part I'm always in the dance scene is just it's phenomenal. Yeah, and the costumes are really beautiful. Yeah, there you go. On all the girls. And so those are the things about old movies I do enjoy. Mm-hmm. I just don't emotionally connect with them. Sure. And I don't find them
2: always super entertaining. Yeah. Which I think that speaks to quite that's, a few people as well. I
1: think that's why I drug my feet watching, wanting to watch this one. <laughs> I was just like, ugh.
0: Well, you are going to tap dance your way <laughs> into number oh, man. six. I am ten. not going to drag
1: my feet really anymore excited. after
0: this. Have you seen Gone with the Wind? No. Oh, well, that clocks in right about four it. hours. Uh, <laughs> have you too. seen Lawrence of Arabia?
1: Oh, no. That's like That's,
0: 12 hours. That's <laughs> also four hours. Schindler's List. Oh, sh- feel good. This is horrible. Dramedy. Ugh, that's a okay. uh, little over three hours. I don't want to cry. Alfred Hitchcock's Vertigo.
1: I asked you which one that was.
0: That's a uh, little over two hours. Ugh. And then The Wizard of see. Oz, which would be great to rewatch, but you've already seen it, so you can't Ooh. see it. Oh man, oh. I have seen that one. That's oh. good. This is a rough stretch, right this here. This
1: is. Is that all my options?
0: Those are your options. That's six through ten.
1: Man.
0: Now, if Kyle's willing to go all the way to fifteen.
1: Okay. What is
0: City Lights.
1: I don't know what that is.
0: From 1931, so you'll enjoy it. The Searchers from 1956. Oh, Star Wars 1977. Oh, you've already seen
2: it. Man! Psycho from
0: 1960, the Hitchcock classic. Or number 15, 2001, A Space Odyssey, a Stanley Kubrick groundbreaking film.
2: Man, if you thought seeing the rain was long... (laughs) I'm pretty There's sure 2001 no will not be enjoyable <laughs> for you. No good you thought
0: that drug around with all the dancing. Singing. <laughs> you know, when they kept going from one scene to the wait, next really fast. Wait, wait until they have someone you know. spinning in black and white for 15 minutes.
1: <laughs> um, let's go Hitchcock Vertigo.
2: Okay. Ooh.
0: Bold choice, bold choice. Okay.
2: And I'll be sure to watch that one too, because I've been wanting to dabble more Hitchcock
0: yeah. movies anyway. Okay. So
2: Let's go with that one. I'll watch that too.
0: Um okay, and any other films that you think Cody needs to watch to help expand her world view, please comment on our so Facebook page like torture It's hilarious. <laughs> this may be the best thing we do all year. <laughs> I mean, and it's been
2: a pretty bad year. It's been so. a pretty rough year, so <laughs> this brings enjoyment to us once a week.
1: <laughs> I will be better about watching them so that you guys get your
2: enjoyment so cody's gonna be putting in headphones uh you won't hear the recording for the movie is it right or left for copyright purposes probably (laughs) oh gosh Okay. and cody's gonna be commentating
1: is it playing play i only have to watch three minutes right you'll have to
0: watch till it says goodfellas on the screen you'll well you'll know you'll know when that uh, particular scene is over so tell us what's happening
1: okay a martin scorsese picture right title credits First one Robert she's De Niro, ever seen. <laughs> Ray Liotta,
0: Robert Joe De Niro Pesci got over Ray Liotta on the. I guess he was more famous, yeah, but he was more famous. Branca. he's not a main character. I mean, Branca. he's not the main character, but Paul he's Sorvino. the guy at the yeah, time. I guess more than Ray. I think this Ray film
2: is, is based on a true story. Ray Liotta was not just starting okay. out, but
1: it's a car. It's dark. You just see the tail lights. It's old. It?
2: It's old. It's, turns it's out old. it's a silent movie. New York, 1970. <laughs> She's out here it's, old. it's old.
1: Oh, that's a really gun Ray Leota.
0: Robert G. He always wrote...
1: looks like he has um, eyeliner on.
2: True.
0: Robert Gennaro looks the same age as he did in the Irish. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now Without they think the they hear
1: something. They're like, what the F is that? I don't. Joe Pesci's in the back. you got to pull over. It's dark. They've pulled over in a wooded area. (laughs) Oh, God. Is there somebody (laughs) in the back of this?
2: You know, only way to find out. Only
0: one way to find out.
1: Why are they all looking at it funny? Okay. Oh, that's a big knife. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Little Joe Pesci had that big knife. Oh, there's a bloody... Guy. Oh, and he gets <laughs> stabbed. Oh my god. So many stabbings. <laughs> oh, and shot like five times. Really? You didn't need to shoot him that much. I think he was dead after the ten stabbings.
2: She checked the time, didn't she? <laughs> yeah. <I> did. <laughs> <laughs> to see how long this went.
1: <laughs> okay. Credits burned back, Goodfellas. Okay,
2: okay, she did okay. it.
1: Ugh. Great work. You can, have, you can have that back.
2: Now tell us, Cody, what did you think overall? Does it make you want to see Goodfellas? Are you curious to see what happened? No. Are you wondering why he wanted to be a
0: gangster?
1: No, I, it's horrible.
0: From the time I was a little boy, I always knew I wanted to be a gangster. I knew you would not contribute to
1: society. That's all I think about. <laughs>
0: Uh, great but movie. that though.
1: knife was so big. How could he comfortably have that sheathed in him in they the backseat of a car?
0: Yeah, he got it from his mom in the kitchen because he told her they hit a deer and they needed to cut off its hoof.
1: Oh my god! Oh, you got
0: to see this movie. There's not a there's not a slow or bad part in this movie. I rewatched that is it. True. Oh, this yeah. was my choice for desert island movie. I was stuck one place forever. There's humor, there's violence, there's character development, there's intrigue. Oh, there's It is a good no, choice. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, okay. And
0: Ken's I just, like, why won't just you watch this? Somebody, with me? <laughs> I just can't imagine somebody watching this and go, ugh. <laughs> yeah. I'm still waiting for Goodfellas, too. <laughs> I mean, right, right
2: from that opening scene when I first saw it, I was like, all right, I'm in. <laughs>
0: Cody's like, get me off this thing. It
1: just thing. hooks you. I'm just glad it was dark and poorly lit and I didn't have to see too much of it. <laughs> the sheet was super white.
0: <laughs> Cody's a middle schooler with the uh, motion sickness on Magic Mount right now. Get me off this thing. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't as like bad as I thought it was going to be. It wasn't be. as like
2: gory or... Yeah traumatizing. Yeah,
1: like when he stabbed him, you know, blood didn't squirt back in his face, Mm. so that was good.
0: (laughs) Oh, well on that very uh...
1: So what did I pick? Vertigo? Yeah. Okay.
2: That'll
1: be interesting. Yeah, um,
2: but that means that we can wrap things up then, I guess. Good work, Cody. Thanks,
1: guys. (laughs) Totally totally needed that.
2: (laughs) But the fans did (sighs) and they loved it. I feel like I was tortured a little bit. Well, not as much the guy in, you know, the backseat of that no. car in the movie, but...
1: No, I obviously hadn't been beaten to a pulp and then stabbed <laughs> five times and, I don't know, shot in the groin a few times to make so sure I'm really been, dead. It could
2: have been worse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, everyone, thanks again for listening to Off the Break Podcast. Uh, we're on all podcast platforms and on our site, silverscreeninsider.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you can, please check us out. Please subscribe to us. And if you're a theater owner or manager just come to us and we'll have all sorts of information that you might need regardless of film or the industry.
1: Yes. Come check us out.
0: Find our podcast on all platforms like share rate and review five star reviews with a question. will get answered on the podcast by Cody, Kyle or myself.
2: We're always around.
0: Yeah. We're still kicking it.
2: We are Rona
0: or (laughs) not. We're here for you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll take care. Have a great weekend.